to the very first episode of That's All I Know, the podcast for the perpetually curious. I'm Danielle, and if I had it my way, I'd know everything about everything. Apparently, that's not possible. But instead, I have to take it one thing at a time, I'll do a bit of research, and I will tell some very important people everything I find out. This week, and for the next few weeks, at least until we're out of lockdown, that person is my mum, Elaine. Hello, hello. Mother. Hello, hello. <laughs> um, yes, I'll be here. Uh, listening to Danielle's facts, finding out some new information because she can be bothered to research things. So, um, yes, finding out some interesting things. Mm, hopefully interesting. So, I've not told you what I'm telling you about. No. But you are allowed one clue. Okay. So this week, your, your clue is the Lost Lightkeepers. Lost Lightkeepers. Um, no. No? No idea. No idea. Alright, well. I was just scanning files for a minute to see if there was anything that popped into the mind, but no, no clue. Well, I'm taking you to Scotland. Oh, lovely. Not in real life, just for this episode. (laughs) I'm taking you to the Outer Hebrides, specifically to the Flannan Isles. Okay. More specifically to Ilan Moor. Ilan Moor. Ilan Moor is one of the islands of the Flannan Isles, and it means Great Island. Mm. Which is a big name for what it is. Okay, what is it? The size of a postage stamp or something? I mean, more just that there's nothing there. Oh, okay. On its highest point is a lighthouse, and that is it. Mm. That's all that's on there. Um, as part of building the lighthouse in the 1890s, yeah, one of your favourite little bits of time, yeah, they built um, two landing spots on either side of the island, mm-hmm. some stairs because it was proper steep. Mm. And they built railway tracks. Okay. And it has its own little Clapham Junction. <laughs> what, like a record? Named after the London one. It's called Clapham Junction. It's just a set of points that means the track could go to either the east or the west. Okay. So that it, they can get to either landed spot. But they called it Clapham Junction. <laughs> okay. Um, it took about four years to build. And they had to haul all of the materials up 45 metres of cliff, which... No, thank you. Oh, that's <laughs> mm. And it was first lit on the 7th of December, 1899. Okay. Now, these days, it's all fully automated, um, so the island's uninhabited because they don't need a lighthouse keeper. Yeah. But back in 1900, it was manned by a crew of three people. Okay. Those three people were 43-year-old James Duckett. He's the principal keeper. I feel a rhyme coming up with him. <laughs> Go on. Forty-year-old uh, Thomas Marshall, okay. and twenty-eight-year-old Donald MacArthur. Okay. He is an occasional keeper, and he's just covering for someone that's off sick. Okay. How often does a lot keeper go off sick? I'm not sure. I do know that they work in sort of two-week shifts. Okay. So maybe he's not sick for the whole two weeks. Maybe he just didn't fancy a shift that <laughs> fortnight. Yeah. But he's off sick, so this guy, Donald, is covering for him. Okay. Uh, they also have a fourth man on shore. Okay. So their, their crew actually exists of four people. Mm. Um, but these three are man in the lighthouse. Okay. To tell you a little bit about how people saw Flannan Isles at the time, mm. all the sailors are scared of it. Why? Because the shores are really rocky and it's really foggy a lot of the time. Okay. So tons of ships have wrecked on the shores. 
So when you say scared of it, sorry, I immediately thought it's some haunted island with some crazy woman on it. It is also a haunted island. <laughs> oh, okay. I didn't, I didn't think about the, the jagged rocks and the and the blah blahs. Okay. They're scared of it in a practical sense. Logical sense. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, tons of ships are wrecked. So mm. sailors are like, mm, not about it. Yeah. Don't really fancy going there. But I guess sometimes they have to. Shepherds would take their flock there to graze, but they'd never stay the night because they're scared of the spirits that live there. <laughs> so oh. it is also haunted. Okay. But I mean, if it's always been uninhabited, uninhabited, um, why are there spirits there? Like, what's the spirit getting out of being on an uninhabited island? Well, I suppose it could be anyone who croaked it in the shipwrecks. Could be. Oh, okay. Yeah, it could be spirits from the shipwrecks. Um, I saw some stuff about them being being evil spirits, so maybe there's like demony business going on. Mm. I don't know, but yeah, it's haunted. There's all these shipwrecks. It doesn't sound like your dream job. No. Nonetheless, these three rock up. They start their shift on the seventh of December, nineteen hundred. Mm. They arrive at the lighthouse. They're there for their two weeks. With them to start their shift is Robert Muirhead. Right. He is the superintendent of lighthouses, which sounds like a made-up job. <laughs> it's definitely a made-up job. But I'm assured it's a real job. Okay. So he turns up, he carries out some sort of routine checks at the lighthouse, makes sure everything's all in order. Um, he talks to James Duckett about problems with the fog, mm. but ultimately decides it's all fine and leaves the three of them to it. By the 15th of December, Mm. A passing ship notes in its log that the light is out, mm. which is a problem for a lighthouse. <laughs> well, grass, though. Yeah. Grassing people up, so it's Christmas. They're not doing their job. But you could argue that it was visible because they noticed that it was not lit. Otherwise, how would they know that there was one there not lit? Because they can't see a light? If they know the lighthouse is there. How do they know it's there? They know. Okay. What do you mean, how do they know? They might not know. They might not be regulars because people are scared of going near there. Yeah, but if they know that it's there and there's no light, then they know that the light is out. If they know it's there, but yeah, carry <laughs> on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that's on the 15th. The crew who are taking over are meant to set sail on the 20th. Yeah. But weather's bad. They're delayed. They don't make it to the island until the 26th. That sounds highly suspicious that they wanted to... Christmas indoors. Yeah, I mean, imagine these ones stuck at the lighthouse. They reckon they're going over for Christmas, so they're just stuck in the lighthouse. Mm. Rude. But they turn up on the 26th. When they do arrive, everything's a bit off. Including the light. Including the light. Mm. So they expect when they get there that there'll be a flag flying to let them know that the keepers have seen them arrive and that they're coming to pick them up. That flag is not there. Mm. And... They try to get the attention of the keepers by using like their sirens and a flare a couple of times. They try to sort of be like, hello, we're here. Yeah. You coming to get us or what? They don't get a response. Mm. So they send Joseph Moore, who's one of the relief team, and he goes on the island alone, which is clearly never seen a horror film. Clearly. <laughs> and he finds that the gate outside the lighthouse and the main door are both locked. So he lets himself in, 
inside, all the clocks are stopped. Oh. The beds are a mess. The fire's not been lit for days. There's a set of waterproofs still in there, mm. but the keepers are nowhere to be seen. Mm. There are also reports of furniture being overturned, of uneaten meals left at the table. So everything really is just a bit Suspect. eerie and suspicious. Mm. Yeah. There are also reports of logbook entries made by Thomas Marshall. Yeah. It was his job to keep the logs. On the 12th of December, he says there are severe winds, the likes of which he's never seen before in 20 years. Okay. He also says that James Duckett had been very quiet and that Donald MacArthur had been crying. Now, Somewhat of an emotional log rather than a technical log. I guess that's what's going on that day. Yeah, I suppose they're bored. I've just mm. got to write everything down. Yeah. So the weird thing about Donald crying is that he's an experienced sailor. Mm. You know, he would have seen choppy seas and whatnot. He's also apparently a bit of a fighter. Oh. So he's just generally a bit of a hard nut. Yeah. And so it seems weird that he would be crying about a storm. But did it say specifically he was crying about the storm or just that he was crying? Do you know what I mean? Because in the log, if it just said, so-and-so was quiet, so-and-so was crying, it depends whether it said what about. I mean... Lover's tiff? Could have been. I couldn't find a quote, but the implications of everything that I found about it are that it's all related to the storm. Right, okay. On the 13th, the next day, he says the storm is still raging and that they've all been praying. Mm. Now again, they're all experienced... Sailors, lighthouse keepers, they're all used to storms. They should know that in a lighthouse 150 feet above sea level, they're going to be fine. Yeah. So it's not really clear what they're all praying for. Mm. It's also strange because there were no storms that day. Huh? There were no storms reported by anyone else. No big waves reported by other ships on the 12th, the 13th or the 14th of December. So this stormless <laughs> raging apparently doesn't exist. On the 15th is the last log entry. Okay. And that entry says, storm ended, sea calm, God is over all. That is all it says. So they're basically saying our prayers were answered. Yeah. So. so that's the 15th, right? Mm-hmm. And the next crew rock up on the 26th. Yeah. Right. So what do you think has happened at this point? Um, what do I think has happened? I think that they thought the storm is over, the sea is calm, we're protected, we might as well sail back. Oh. So they've gone and got in a ship. Wow, what did you think? I hadn't thought of that. (laughs) What did you think? But why would they go back? Because they were due to go back. No, they're not supposed to go back until the 21st. The relief crew is not supposed to come and take over until the 20th. Right. Maybe... I don't know, maybe the storm is raging so much that they thought, while it's calm, let's just get off. Mm. I don't know. That's the first thing I thought of. What did you think of? I'm not really sure. I think there's too much that just seems weird that I don't know what's happening. Mm. Um, But I'll let you know in a minute what everyone else thinks is happening. Okay. So, picking up with Joseph Moore arriving at the island, Mm. he investigates outside the lighthouse yeah with the rest of the relief team or some of the rest of the relief team yeah and they find that the east landing is completely fine but the west landing 
is storm damaged. Oh. It's a mess that side of the island. Yeah. So a box 33 metres above sea level is broken. Yeah. Um, iron railings are bent. Part of the railway is ripped out of the concrete. Seems a bit odd when there's no storms reported. So there were storms after the 15th. Right. Uh, so yeah, the railways ripped out of the concrete. There's a rock that weighed over a ton that's been moved, dislodged by the storm. Mm-hmm. And grass at a cliff 60 metres above sea level has been ripped 10 metres away from the cliff edge. Mm. So it's a severe storm. Sounds it. Yeah. So the relief team sent a telegram to the Northern Lighthouse Board saying a dreadful accident has happened at the Flannans. The three keepers, Duckett, Marshall and the occasional, who doesn't get known, have disappeared from the island. The clocks were stopped and other signs indicated that the accident must have happened about a week ago. Poor fellows must have been blown over the cliffs or drowned trying to secure a crane. That's what everyone thinks happened. That is what their initial report of what's happened is. So Joseph Moore and three others stay to man the lighthouse, because someone has to. And he, by so many accounts, is really nervous about the whole situation. Well, I'm not surprised. Yeah, you can't really blame him. But they're just sort of like, well, someone's got to do it. You can stay. Now, usually, the lighthouse is monitored using telescopes. Yeah. And they found out during the investigation for this that the weather was bad enough and the fog was heavy enough and all that, that they couldn't see the lighthouse between the 7th when they arrived and the 29th when the Northern Lighthouse Board started to investigate. They can't see the lighthouse in all of that time, but they should still be able to see the light at least some of the time. Yeah. And the only time they could see the light was on the 7th and the 12th. Yeah. And then not again until the 26th, until the relief team arrived. Okay. And the first gap, they don't really think is that unusual because having a gap of a couple of nights where they don't see the light because of the weather or whatever isn't really that big a deal. Yeah. They don't really think it's anything out of the ordinary. But even, well, by the time the relief team get there, it's been two weeks. Yeah. Which is alarming. Yeah. Even if it had been... Even if they'd got to what should have been the end of their shift and they hadn't seen the lights again, it still would have been eight or nine days. Yeah. So that really should have been alarming, but no one could get there until the 26th. Mm. On the 29th, your boy Robert Muirhead turns up. Yeah. The superintendent guy. Yeah. And he knew all of them personally. He recruited all three of them. Okay. So the ones that went missing? Yeah. Right. So he goes to investigate what's happened to them. Yeah. As, you know, it seems like there was a bit of like the personal thing as well of just, that's his job. Right. So he arrives on the 29th and he says that the damage to the West Landing is difficult to believe unless actually seen. Right. Which it sounds bad. So how bad did it look? Well, it must have looked bad, yeah. 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 Um, Between that and the clothes left behind and... In the lighthouse, they have a board that has all their duties for the day. Yeah. And by what had been completed on the board, um, like the lens had been cleaned and stuff like that, um, they were sure that it was the 15th that they were missing. Okay. And his conclusion is that they'd been on duty that day and that 
Duckett and Marshall had gone to secure the box that was broken by the West landing. Yeah. And that MacArthur had seen the storm, had rushed out to warn them, and that they'd all been swept away, swept away by the sea. Right. That's his conclusion of the whole situation. I mean, would they have been swept out to sea that high up above sea level? Um, Unless they went down to secure something and it was lower or something. So if they went down to the land and it would still be on top of the cliff, but they know that stuff was damaged on top of the cliff. Yeah. So they could have either been blown into the sea or swept into the sea by massive waves. Okay. While he's doing all this, though, he does make sure to point out that whoever left the lighthouse last, left it unattended, was in breach of the Northern Lighthouse Board rules. <laughs> Just make sure Not you point fun. out that one of them messed up. Yeah. <laughs> Which does sound a bit like covering his back or whatever. Yeah. Like, no, no, it's not our fault. Nothing was wrong when I checked it a couple of weeks ago. It's all their fault. So I'll tell you now that the reports of the overturned furniture. Can I just say something quickly? Go on. My, my one of my questions, which probably seems really random, mm-hmm. is if you and two other people were the only people on an island, yeah, and you were popping out to ch- do some checks, would you have A, locked the door, and B, locked the gate? So I mean, these, these are the things that need answering. And these, this is a time in 1900, 1899, People didn't bother locking their doors when they went out. Even in the sixties, <laughs> people didn't lock their doors when they went out. So it seems odd to me that they've locked up the lighthouse securely, yeah, like they're getting off. So I'm saying maybe my thing is right that they went off. Maybe, but did they have their own boat even? Uh, no, they didn't. Oh, oh, maybe pirates came. I'm making up my own story. Now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you now that some of the things that make the whole thing seem a bit creepier are not true. Right. So the overturned furniture, the unfinished meals on the table, that's fake. Obviously. That didn't happen. Um, in fact, Joseph Moore noted that all of the utensils were really clean. Right. So it must have been after dinner that they yeah. disappeared. It was washed up, put away. Yeah. yeah. The logbooks are also false. Oh, what you read out? Yeah, those creepy logbooks. That's not real. That was made up like 10 years after it all happened. Oh, okay. <laughs> so when was the last log entry? It it just doesn't seem like there was anything unusual in the logs. Oh, okay. So, yeah, those little things of, look at this whole ominous thing that's building up. Just that didn't, it's not true, that didn't happen. Yeah. So, yeah, it's likely that the logs were actually just technical yeah. information, yeah. like they're supposed to be, presumably. Yeah. Um. So, despite this conclusion of what happened to them their bodies were never found oh and so no one no one is actually sure what happened to them to this day no one knows what happened oh no but there are some theories oh no i'll tell you all the theories theory number one sea monster (laughs) (laughs) are these are these in order for believability they they were supposed to be but i think you might throw things out sea monster okay so either eaten by a sea serpent or carried away by some kind of giant seabird. Well, <laughs> okay. You don't like that one? I don't like that one. Theory number two, then. Let me oh. try with this one. Killed by the spirits that haunt the island. I'm put where? Disappeared. Don't I? Nah, don't like that one. No? Nah. Theory number three. Kidnapped by pirates or foreign spies. Now I did say pirates. Yeah. 
I thought that one was quite an unbelievable one. I don't think so. What would they want with a couple of lighthouse keepers? Maybe they'd take them back to look after their lighthouse. I don't know. Do you think pirates have lighthouses? <laughs> no, I don't think they do. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're saying it. <laughs> um, maybe, um, I don't know. I don't know why they would take them. Why do random people do random badness to other humans? I mean, maybe they just done it for the banter. They're pirates. <laughs> you know? Alright, so theory number three is a possibility. It could be a possibility, but was anything stolen from the lighthouse? They haven't said that, so maybe not. They don't seem to be. There was no mm. mention of anything like that. Okay, very cool. But then I don't know what would be of value there. It's pirates, they would take the cutlery, surely. It's just cheap rubbish cutlery. Well, they haven't, plastic got, it, forks. They haven't got it from Margos, and there's no <laughs> plastic forks in 1899. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, go on. Theory number four yeah. is that they arranged for a ship to take them away and start new lives. Aha. Uh-huh. So you think they locked up the lighthouse, did a runner. A runner. Now the only thing with that I would question is what would three young men, presumably single, if they're doing this kind of job by the mm, sound of it? No, two of them were married with so, kids. Okay. So what would three men, two of them married with kids, want to go and start a new life doing what? You know, there is no easy jet to take you around Europe for 29 quid. <laughs> so where are they going? I don't know if I believe that one. No? Unless they were secretly in love with each other and wanted to go and start a new life because they couldn't go back to their old lives because of being married with kids. I don't know. Theory number five. Yeah. There's the MacArthur. He's a bit of a bug. Oh. He started a fight near a cliff edge and they all fell to the depths. I mean, that does sound plausible, but I feel like it's a little bit of an easy, easy get out of jail, isn't it? I mean... Just because he's a little bit of a thug, why is he going to start a fight on the edge of a cliff? Yeah, that's not. That seems there's random. not anything to why suggest just start why a fight? that would happen. Yeah, why don't he just start a fight in the lighthouse or in the grounds of the lighthouse? Why on the edge of a cliff? <laughs> yeah, no, I don't. I don't know that one. Theory number six mm-hmm. is that one of them murdered the other two, dumped their bodies in the sea, and then jumped to his death. For what reason? Again, none that I could find. There's just sort of the whole thing of. Lighthouse keeper going mad. Yeah. Just that one of them might have snapped and murdered the other two. Okay. But there's no evidence of that. No. So, because all the stuff that sort of suggested that there might have been some violence was made up. Yeah. So, yeah, there's no evidence. There's no bloody clothes left anywhere or no. weapons or whatever's. Mm. I suppose it's because we're Yeah. Mm. Theory number seven. Mm is that one of them had been washed out by the sea and that the other two had also been washed out trying to save the first one. But they wouldn't have gone down onto the shore if the, if the sea... Because it doesn't sound like, you know, they've got Sandbanks Beach on the edge of this, does it? <laughs> Sounds like it's surrounded by rugged rocks. Mm. So what are they doing down there? They're not going to go down there and go for a little dip, are they? A little bit of suntanning, you know what I mean? On the edge when there's a storm raging. No, but if they were going about their duties and one of them got washed out, the other two might have tried to rescue him. Mm. Yeah, I suppose so. And the last one, and sort of the official line on it, really, is that Duckett and Marshall had been securing equipment. McCarver had rushed out to warn them when he'd seen all the massive waves coming in, and they'd all been washed away. Right. Um, There's a bit more credit given to this because Marshall had been fined already mm. for allowing his equipment to be washed away. 
Right, okay. So they might have been out in whatever weather, whatever storm, to not get a fine. Yeah. Which is really the only explanation for why MacArthur was out in just a shirt. But bear in mind, this is off the coast of Scotland. Right. In December. And it was his stuff that was freezing. Yeah. Yeah. So the only reason he would have gone out is if he was like in a rush, basically. So compared to theory number, whatever it was, that said he started a fight on a cliff edge, he's Mm -hmm. now the hero of the hour, running out in just a shirt to warn his friends about the waves and then they all got swept up. Yeah. So that's the the most official one that everyone's gone with. Yeah, that's the statement that, um, what was his name? Your head. Yeah. That's the statement that he put out as his conclusion. But there are two questions that remain unanswered. Well, I think you've got more two, but the main two. The main two. The main two that are not answered by any of these theories, because there are a couple of things. Like, each of these theories maybe answers one or two of the weird questions. Yeah. But none of them cover all of them. So the ones that remain unanswered are, why didn't their bodies wash up? Fish food, isn't it? But so many bodies washed up on the shores. Okay. Yeah. Like all the, well not all of them, but loads of the shipwrecks washed mm. up with the sailors. Okay. So where are their bodies? No mm. one knows. And why did MacArthur not have his coat on, but he locked the doors? Oh, now I like that one. Because the only reason for him to go out just in a shirt is that he was rushing out to help. Right. But why did he lock the doors? Well, that is really a good question. I mean, that seems crazy. And also, it goes back to what I said before, that if you were the only people on the island, mm. if you weren't leaving the island, yeah, why would you bother locking the door and the gate? Well, yeah, because even when they're leaving, there's another team coming to mount the lighthouse. Yeah. So they don't even need to lock it when they're leaving. No. It doesn't... Yeah, that doesn't make sense. There's no theory that explains both of those because they're fundamentally opposed, really. Yeah, they are. Oh, so I wonder then. But you know what's crazy is that the misses of these, you know, of these people and their kids have never known what's happened to their family. No. You know, like these kids have never, like their dad's gone off to work. The wife's got rid of him for a couple of weeks, thinking, oh, really, it's <laughs> these two weeks on. But he never comes back for Christmas or whatever. It was around Christmas. Yeah. Christmas, New Year, whatever. And they never see him again. No. And don't know what's happened. Nope. What a crazy thing. Yeah. So I wonder if they just accepted the official conclusion they might have done. But, yeah, no one knows for sure. And with regard to the evil spirits, etc., on the island, was there much more about that, or we didn't really talk about that? Um, Just that they might have killed him. Right. Yeah. Mm. But there's never been a sight in there, of course. No. anything. Not that I could. Well, it's just like an old wives' tale of the island. Yeah. Oh. Mm. So what theory are you thinking? What are you going with? What's your favourite? Mm. I quite like the pirates, personally. I know you like the pirates. <laughs> but again, pirates, why are the doors locked? The pirates haven't gone, oh, we'll just give you a sec to lock up. <laughs> but you know what? It's actually only one guy's word mm-hmm. that says they were locked. So how? what if... The same as the logs being fake and the blah. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe they weren't locked, you know, when he got there. Maybe they weren't, but it seems an odd thing that he would detail. Yeah. Like, I've obviously not told you it, but I've read his whole account of turning up at that island. Right. And 
you made he, a point to say he that. He specified that the gate and the main door were closed, but the kitchen door was open. Right. But when he said the gate and the door were closed, did he say they were locked? Oh, they were locked, yeah. Right, okay. But the kitchen door was open. kitchen door was open. Okay. Yeah, so I'm going pirates. I like that one. You're going pirates? Um, I mean, you're going for the most logical, of course. That's the problem. There isn't one. Yeah. Like, there isn't one that all the things make sense. No. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't know. It remains a mystery for me. Mm. So there you go. That's all I know about the Fun and Isles Lighthouse and the disappearance of its crew. Okay. Well, that was very interesting. <laughs> and uh, I don't think I'll visit in a hurry. No. Well, I don't think anyone does. It's been alternated since the 70s, so no one lives there anymore. Oh, okay. Or no. stays there. Or don't even have to go there. Uh, they've got a helipad for maintenance. Oh, nice. But, yeah, no one really generally goes there. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Nice. So, I've asked you to bring three facts. Yeah. Three pieces of information. Yeah. One of them is true. Yeah. I've got to figure out which. I know. What have you got for me? Okay, so, this doesn't definitely doesn't fit the theme of what we've been talking about, but I mm-hmm. guess because neither of us know either, <laughs> either thing we're doing. So, mine's about calories. Hmm? Yeah. I don't know, then. I know, but I'm going to tell you how many calories are burned by three different... <laughs> Activities. <laughs> I'm gonna get this so wrong, right? <laughs> and this is of a um, a young man of a regular weight. Okay, right. So it's 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 all around the same sort of build of a person. So per hour when you're sleeping, mm-hmm. you burn seventy one calories. If you're having simple kissing, whatever simple kissing is, with somebody. You burn 102 calories an hour. Right. And if you're talking, like you do, you burn 57 calories an hour. Which one of those do you think is true? So you're telling me. Do you want me to say again? I'll do a quick one. Sleeping, 71 an hour. Simple kissing, 102 an hour. Talking, 57 an hour. So you're telling me kissing uses nearly twice as many calories as talking. Right. I don't know if I believe that. Okay. What one's true? Um, I don't think talking can use that little energy mm. that sleeping uses. Mm. I am going to go with sleeping. Sleeping's the true answer. Yeah. Okay. Sleeping burns 50 calories an hour, <laughs> not 71. Right. You're going to be shocked to this. Mm. Simple kissing doesn't burn 100. Two calories an hour, burns 150 an hour. What? I know. And talking, just a measly 57 an hour. So talking is the right one. Oh, wow. I mean, I'm going to argue that it depends how you talk. Because if you're quite animated and you're moving around a lot and you're getting excited and you're talking loud, you probably burn more than that, don't you? But the general thing of talking is 57 calories an hour. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. But, But I suppose. If you're a call centre operator, you yeah. have a headset on and you're talking all day, you're burning quite a few, isn't it? Just sitting there talking. <laughs> but you're much better off kissing people because you burn on 50 hours. Yeah, I think that's quite a different sort of job, though. <laughs> well, you could argue more enjoyable. Depends on who you're kissing, of course. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Well, there you go. Hmm. I didn't get your clue. You didn't get the facts. Well... It's not a good start, is it? No. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely 
not. Right. Well, if you enjoyed this episode, you can subscribe, you can tell your friends about it, you can shout about it on social media. Um, you can find us on social media at T-A-I-K Podcast on Twitter, at That's All I Know Podcast on Instagram, and we'll see you next week. Bye. See ya. Thank you.